A very warm welcome to each and every one of you gathered together for our evening service here in Notbeam. To those in the congregation, you are very welcome as you always are. And to those who join us online, we're glad to have this wonderful way of communicating with you and we trust that you are blessed as well. Let us join our hearts and voices together to sing our opening psalm, which is the first version of Psalm 100 on page 362. All people that on earth do dwell, sing to the Lord with cheerful voice. Him serve with mirth, his praise forth tell. Come ye before him and rejoice. Know that the Lord is God indeed. Without our aid he did us make. We are his flock, he doth us feed. And for his sheep he doth us take. First version of Psalm 100. All people that on earth do dwell.
Now let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Our gracious God and loving Father in heaven, it is our joy and delight, indeed it is our privilege, as well as our duty, to come before you this evening are in praise and in worship. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. And we do thank you and bless you for a further opportunity of doing that. We thank you that you have spared us. We thank you that you have continued with us. We thank you for the blessings of this day already. And now we turn afresh to you that we might receive further from your hand. We pray your rich blessing upon us. We ask, Lord, that as we proceed through this service, that increasingly we would know your presence with us. We would hear your voice, not just in the reading of the scriptures and the preaching of your word, but also, Lord, as we join together to sing these psalms, Help us to hear what God the Lord would say to us. Have your own perfect way amongst us. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would remember those who are here, that you would grant to each one a Sabbath evening's blessing. Do take your word and apply it to every heart who hears both in the building and through the internet. And Lord, magnify your name in our midst. Lord, remember those who are not here, who for one reason or another cannot be here. We ask, Lord, that you would draw near to them. May they sense your presence. May they know your peace. Lord, have mercy upon those who could be here, those who should be here, but they have no desire, no thought of Jesus, no regards for your day, for your house, or for your word. And Lord, we pray for those who are very careless and indifferent concerning their soul's salvation. Have mercy upon them. Whatever they are engaged in just now, wherever they find themselves, Lord, we thank you that you can speak to them. And so we ask you to do that and bring them to a place of realization that they are, the, they are dealing with the one with whom they have to do. Remember everywhere throughout our land where your faithful meet, people meet together, where your word is proclaimed in faithfulness and in truth. And Lord, we pray that even tonight, this evening our there would be a great ingathering of precious souls 
into your heavenly kingdom. Speak with the voice that wakes the dead, we pray. Speak powerfully into individual hearts and minds. Help sinners to surrender to your mastery and glorify your name. Hear us, we pray. Accept of our thanks. Forgive our sins. For all that we pray is in the Saviour's name and for his sake. Amen. Our second psalm is Psalm 66 on page 299 in the Psalter. The first seven verses. All lands to God in joyful sounds. Aloft your voices raise. Sing forth the honour of his name. And glorious make his praise. Say unto God, How terrible in all thy works art thou. Through thy great power, thy foes to thee shall be constrained to bow. All on the earth shall worship thee. They shall thy praise proclaim. In songs they shall sing cheerfully unto thy holy name. Psalm 66, All Lands to God.
We now come to the most important part of any service, and that is the reading of God's Word. It is good to sing psalms together. It is good to pray unto the Lord. It's good to listen to the preaching of God's Word. But the reading of what God himself says is most important. Our scripture reading then this evening is the same as the morning, 2 Peter chapter 1. The second letter of Peter chapter 1 and we read the whole chapter. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours, by the righteousness of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world, because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. 
And I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Scriptures. Amen. And we trust the Lord to bless to every heart this reading of his truth. We sing again from Psalm number 19 on page 223, singing from the verse Mark 7 to the end of the psalm. God's law is perfect and converts the soul in sin that lies. God's testimony is most sure and makes the simple wise. The statutes of the Lord are right and do rejoice the heart. The Lord's command is pure and doth light to the eyes impart. Psalm 19 from verse 7. God's law is perfect and converts. God's law
Let us again unite together in prayer. Let us pray. We find it a marvelous thing, O Lord, that we here on earth should open our mouths, indeed sometimes without even opening our mouths and framing words, but that in our thoughts and in our hearts we can pray to you. And in heaven where you dwell, your ear is open to our prayer. You understand our longings. And we thank you that you just do not listen, but we thank you that you respond. You are a God who answers prayer on behalf of your people. Lord, we pray your blessing upon this congregation. We thank you for the minister here, and we pray your blessing upon Farker. We thank you for these days of rest and of holiday, and as he takes up his duties once more, we pray that he will come back to his people here in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ, refreshed, re-energized once more to carry on the work of the gospel. Continue to bless his ministry. We pray for the Kirk session and the deacon's court. Indeed, Lord, we ask for all who hold responsibility in this congregation. Help them, O Lord, to fulfill their duties to the very best of their ability. We pray that they would do so in the power of your Holy Spirit and that the work of your kingdom here will go on from strength to strength. We ask your blessing upon presbytery and its work. We pray your blessing too upon the Free Church of Scotland denomination. And we think of many, very many congregations scattered throughout the land. Lord, use them, we pray, for the preaching of the gospel, for the edifying of your people. We pray that precious souls will be converted to Jesus and that your kingdom might come. As we think of ourselves and our many privileges and blessings in this land, we pray for land overseas, and we ask your blessing upon your church wherever it is established. Lord, bless your people wherever they are found. Add to their number, we pray. May in these days there be a great ingathering of precious souls worldwide. Remember all missionaries, all heralds of the cross of Jesus Christ. Lord, today some will be downhearted, some will be discouraged, some perhaps are feeling unwell. Lord, draw near to encourage them, to establish them in your word, and in your truth, 
and greatly use them, we pray, to build your church, to extend your kingdom. Lord, have mercy, we pray, on the persecuted church, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We value them. We thank you for their loyalty to the Lord. And we do beseech you that you would enable them to fully stand, to withstand all the wiles of the evil one and of their persecutors, and help them to bear a radiant, glorious testimony to the saving and keeping power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, as we turn to your word, give us the help of your Holy Spirit that he would guide us, direct us into all truth so that our souls might be blessed and that your name would be magnified. And this we pray in the Saviour's name. Amen. Now my text and sermon this evening are the same as the morning. It's verse 10 of Second Peter chapter 1. Peter writes, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Confirming your calling and election. And if you were here this morning or listened online this morning and you have not yet been converted to Jesus Christ, hours have passed since that call went out from this pulpit to confirm your calling and election. And it is imperative that you do that. And so I'm glad of another opportunity this evening of turning to this text and this passage and re-emphasizing again the absolute necessity of being right with God, of placing firm and personal trust, saving faith, in Jesus Christ and the time to do that if you have never done it before is now this present evening hour let me just uh, rehearse what I did this morning let me recap as we thought of this verse 10 of Second Peter chapter 1 I ask the question, is there a need to do this? If God has extended grace to us, if he has called us, if he has elected us, is there a need to make our calling and election sure? And I said in the affirmative most strongly, yes there is. First of all, because of Scripture, we are exhorted by Peter, but also by Paul in Philippians 
to confirm our calling and election. Secondly, for our own personal assurance and comfort to have real peace with God, to have the peace of God ruling and reigning in our hearts, we need to make our calling and election sure. And thirdly, for our own assurance that God wants us to be certain of our calling and election. And then the second question I asked was, well, how do we do it? And the answer was, by having a clear understanding of it. Election, election and calling are not the same thing. Election takes place in eternity, in heavens. It is the work, it is an act of God. Calling is the work of the Holy Spirit on earth, in time on earth, to which we must respond and make our calling and election sure. So by having a clear understanding of it, by a careful outworking of it, Every day that we live, we should be working out what God has worked in. And to do that, we mortify the deeds of the body. We add to our faith what Peter outlines in verses 4 to 8 of chapter 1. And as Paul to Timothy, we are to stir up the gift that is within us. Now, the third question is this. What blessings can we expect to come to follow from making our calling and election sure? What blessings may we expect to see, to enjoy from confirming our calling and election of making it sure. Well, the first one is in verse 8. We will not be ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We all know about him. Of course we do. There's not one here this evening who hasn't heard of Jesus. We know something about him. We know that he is the Son of God. We know that he was born at Bethlehem. We know about his miracles and his teachings around Galilee, his endurance in Gethsemane, 
his crucifixion at Calvary, his resurrection from Joseph's tomb, his ascension from the Mount of Olives to the right hand of God the Father, his promises of his return for his own people. Yes, we know him, we know about him, we know certain things about him. But here's the question How well do we know him? I find it interesting that Peter says that if we have these things, they will keep us from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge. And he gives this title, Lord Jesus Christ. He could have said Lord. He could have said Jesus he could have said Christ. But he says all three. Lord Jesus Christ. Let me deal with these briefly. Lord. Not just a title of respect. But a name of all authority. As it has been said. If he is not Lord of all then he is not Lord at all. In Luke 6 and verse 46, Jesus asked this question, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do as I say? Lord. Is he really Lord in your life has he got not just that place of respect but he is is he on the throne of your heart is he in control are you subservient to him do you submit your life to him on a daily basis Lord Jesus Oh, what a lovely name. What a beautiful name. Because it is God-given. The Father named his Son Jesus. The angel came to Joseph before Jesus was born. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He did not come to judge the world. He did not come to blame. He did not only come to seek. It was to save he came. And when we call him Savior, then we call him by his name, Jesus. And then Christ, Chosen of God, anointed one. The Son, so closely identified with the Father, and the Father, so closely identified with the Son, 
but they are much closer than just identification. They are one. They are the same. God is Jesus Christ. Christ is God the Father. Jesus, when he was on earth, was able to say, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. May we all have the desire and the determination of Paul when he wrote to the Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10 I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings becoming like him in his death so here's the first blessing we will not be unproductive we will not be unfruitful in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, we will not fall. Verse 10, the latter part. For if we have these qualities, we will neither... Sorry, it's verse 10, I'm reading verse 8. Verse 10... Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. The New Testament exhorts people, believers, to walk. We are to walk in love. We are to walk in the light. We are to walk in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Uh, but if we have fallen, and if we do not get up, we are not walking. But the promise here is that if we attend, do the utmost to confirm our calling and election, we will never fall. At least we will never permanently fall. If we do trip up, if we do slip, if we do go down, by God's grace we will get up again and we will continue walking on the King's Highway we will continue walking, following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Thirdly, we will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Verse 11. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, there is no such thing whatsoever as scraping into heaven by the skin of your teeth. 
There is no such thing as divine balances being held up and them tipping just ever so slightly in your favor from the good works you have done, from the good life you have lived. No such thing. Yes, Jesus did speak about entering by the small gate and the narrow way, but that was the road or the pathway. That is the journey, not the destination. And forget about the cartoons of Peter standing at a desk beside the pearly gates, checking names almost like a glorified hotel receptionist. That will not happen. Louis Armstrong sang the song, O when the saints go marching in. O Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. And these words echo the song and the hope of many. O Lord, I want to be in that number. But we can only have the assurance of being in that number if we have really, clearly, deliberately attended to confirming our calling and election. We will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. The authorised version has an abundant entrance. In my previous ministry, as I prayed with believers who were entering their final hours on earth, going through the valley of the shadow, I knew they were saved. I knew they belonged to the Lord. I had assurance of that. And so I would pray with them. Lord, grant to your dear child such an abundant entrance into glory by our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if you're a believer, if you have made your calling and election certain, then you have this wonderful prospect to look forward to. It is the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hear so much talk in these days about earthly kingdoms. Earthly kingdoms rise and fall, they come and go, but it is the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Remember that. His kingdom will never, ever pass away. His kingdom will endure forever. And we are told in this verse, you will be, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom richly provided a welcome 
Remember the parable of the talents when Jesus himself said that the one who had done well he would hear these words from the Lord himself well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of your Lord the same chapter of Matthew 25 when the son of man comes in his glory he will separate the sheep on the right hand from the goats on the left then the king will say to those on his right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world what a glorious prospect for the true believer what a wonderful confirmation and assurance for those who have made every effort who have done all that they can do to confirm their calling and election do you have that assurance this evening that it is well with your soul that whatever life eventually holds for you when it comes to the end of your days that the Lord is standing there waiting to welcome to receive you to give you an abundant entrance into his eternal kingdom let me rewind a little bit to what I explained this morning that election was what happened in heaven in eternity past and if God chose you then he will be there at the end to receive you to show you himself afresh and to welcome you into his own eternal kingdom. May the Lord grant it to be so for all of us without exception for his name's sake. Our closing psalm is number one number thirty four on page. 246 and we sing the first 10 verses Psalm 34 God will I bless all times his praise my mouth shall still express my soul shall boast in God the meek shall hear with joyfulness extol the Lord with me let us exalt his name together I sought the Lord, he heard and did me from all fears deliver. God will I bless all times. <coughs> Bye.
The benediction this evening is an ancient benediction. It comes rolling down through the years. It was given by the Lord to Moses to pass on to Aaron, and Aaron was to bless the people with this. It's found in Numbers chapter 6, but it's for you personally, individually this evening. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.